1: Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter and my co hosts. What's up, Brittany?
0: Hey, Pipe, what's going on? What's up, Dave? Hey,
1: how
2: you guys doing?
0: How was your week? Go
3: ahead. My week
2: was pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, my week was pretty good. Um, went to the park again when it was nice outside. Um, I Ended up kind of staying in my car because on the hot days it was just crowded. But I had good, nice, like little cruises in my car. Um, But other than that, I've just been in the house. Still, I was supposed to go back to work next week, or actually at the end of this week, but that got canceled again. So I know you need money. Yeah, I know
1: you need the money, but I'm glad you're not going to work. I'm glad you're. Yeah, me neither. Distancing. So what about you, Brittany? What's your uh, week been like?
0: The week was, uh, week was okay. Same old, same old. Um, the highlights were uh, my good friend is uh, pregnant with twins, so she had her uh, virtual baby shower on Saturday, so it was like the first time I got dressed to in front of a camera, but it mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, just uh, went and got my mom an aloe vera plant for uh, Mother's Day and, Other
1: than that, same thing. What about you? Me? Um, Well, you know, still conducting the mutual aid sheets and helping families get water. Um, Still have the petition for the mayor to uh, follow the governor's uh, executive order to get all the water turned on. Um, Doing lots of media around that still. And um, then just a part of a, a few national and international efforts, um, just regarding, uh, like, our human rights and us trying to keep them. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Um, yeah, so, you know, lots of Zoom calls and lots of emailing. I understand. But um, I'm very excited because guess what?
0: What's up?
1: We have um some special guests that were brought to us. Shouts out to Pam Perry, um, one of the best PR agents in the country, in the world. Um sent me sent me this really interesting story, and we're gonna get more into their story in a little bit, but I just wanted to have them um introduce themselves because um these are two phenomenal people who are doing something that I think is super phenomenal that I'm very honored uh, to share with folks. And so their father and son, um, officially uh, known as the Untitled Artist, but we have um, Dante and Irvin. Can you just uh, tell folks who you are and about yourself and we'll get into the music a little bit in a little bit.
4: Yeah, um, okay, my name is uh, Irvin. Um, Lee, and I'm, I'm the father, and like I said, you know, we're just, we, we, I'm listening to you guys' story going on, you know, what's going on, and, you know, I can feel it, and because there's so much going on right now, and so, you know, so many things that, you know, uh, we're dealing with, you know, and so I can appreciate, you know, you know, you know the struggles y'all, you guys are having and supporting, and that's pretty much where we are, you know, so something's going on everywhere now, the whole thing is different, it's all changed, so at the same time, You know, we're we we have our foot in there somewhere trying to do whatever, and every day is something different, something new. So that's that's pretty much it for me.
5: And I'm the son Dante Lee. And um, and by the way, my dad goes by the the title the Undiscovered Artist. And and the experience that I had was what led him to write the the powerful song that he wrote.
1: Mm. Wow. This is I'm really excited for people to hear this song because um The lyrics are amazing, but I think it's also just like a powerful song. Um, Like I said, we're going to get into the song in a minute, but just tell us briefly, um, before we go into our tributes, like just tell us briefly what happened, like, you know, what this song is and and, um, just briefly about the song itself.
4: Well, I mean, The song is is basically almost talking like we're talking now. It's a conversation about what's going on, you know, right now, you know, in in the world. And especially with our people, you know, you know, know, so, and it's just specifically using that medium and platform. When I grew up, you know, we had songs that talked to you and spoke of social events and, and related to whatever was going on. I mean, we had our dance and party songs and love songs, but we also had, you know, our songs that spoke of real issues. So that's what this is. And that's what I found that was missing when I did a little search. I mean, I found a a lot of Corona songs, but they were joking and laughing and, you know, and and talking more about themselves and how it was an inconvenience to be self-quarantined. But I didn't hear anybody really just putting the platform, I mean, the message in a song and talking about it the way it was, where people could listen to it for themselves and find something in it they they can relate to, like the song is talking and communicating to them
5: yeah thank you for that and the song was based on my experience well it was inspired by my experience where i started to feel the symptoms of the coronavirus to the point where i decided to go to the hospital i was admitted to the emergency room and ultimately i was told that i did not qualify for a test which was disappointing uh, because even as i left the hospital i still felt like i was infected with this virus but basically, I was sent home with no prescription, with no diagnosis, no nothing. And of course, you start to fear whether or not you're going to be infecting your family members when you get home. Mm. So the frustration and the disappointment that came along with that kind of led my my dad to to put this into put this message into music and kind of tell this experience through a song.
1: And, you know, um, when we get into our interview, you know, a little bit, I want you to speak a little bit more about that because I have um, my two, let me see. uh, One of my uncles has it, a a good friend of mine, um, actually two good friends of mine, my, my cousin. And um, it's interesting that you say that because uh, from the black men that I've spoken to, are heard from have said that a lot of Black people are being told that they cannot get the test or that they don't need the test or they're being turned away from testing. So um, I, w- I wanna hear more from you about that when we get into your interview, uh, if that is your experience. Um, and so, you know, thank you, thank you for that, yeah. Okay, Be uh, we, we, before we have this interview, we, we really love to um, honor and appreciate you know people who have made significant contributions to our world um i think can i start with you brittany
0: yeah that's that's perfectly fine i mean we had a we had a pretty busy weekend when it comes to um celebrities um things going on with covid mothers day uh, us being entertained and uh, over you know the weekend we got the news that um, Grammy award-winning Betty Wright uh, passed away. Um, she was battling, um, she was battling cancer uh, to be a little bit more specific. It was uh, endometrial cancer. Um, uh, thanks to people like Shaka Khan, um, another, another living legend, um, was, you know, kept us aware that uh, Betty was having this struggle. Um, so unfortunately she, you know, she, she, she lost the war, but you know, nothing happens. Um, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I, I'd say that being from Detroit, uh, even though I'm a few generations removed, you know, the music here is, is, is so in depth. It's so dynamic that you kind of get blindsided by Motown records when you go back. And so when you, when you take a look at Betty Wright, she was a Miami native. Um, like you know, many many uh, women in the R&B field, they their humble beginnings are you know gospel. Uh, she had a, a very very uh, early start with gospel music in Miami, um, and from there, you know she she really absorbed the music industry, specifically in the 70s. Um, you know when I when I when I go and I take a look, you know excuse me when I go in and listen to some of her music. It's interesting that so much of hip hop has been inspired um, by her sound. You know, you take a look at bands like Sugar Ray, Beyonce, Chance the Rapper, Sheik, Slim Thug, SWV, Mary J. Blodge, DJ Quick, Color Me Bad. These are just a few people uh, who've had lots of success with singles with uh, sampling her music. Um, and this is a, you know, that's a range of uh, time for hip hop. You know, if we're talking about hip hop from the early 80s all the way into the early 2000s uh, that she had such a strong influence on hip-hop altogether. Um, a very, very, very strong vocalist. Um, I'd say her music is timeless. You take a look at her style, it was timeless, um, and as well as her presence. Uh, so I, I definitely wanted to take time to uh, show her love just as much as her local town Miami did. When Aretha passed away, um, Aretha you know, as well as Grammy award winning, you know, we're not, we don't have to get into Aretha's catalog, but the reason why I mentioned her is because Detroiters embraced Aretha and she embraced Detroiters. So I love to see that Miami, um, you know, took on the same path as Detroiters when embracing Betty Wright and sharing the amount of influence that she had, not only on the world, but specifically, you know, Miami them, you know, and themselves, she was very, uh, she was very active, you know, talk about her music, I'd say that during the time frame that she was in, in the 70s, when, you know, uh, when you had, I think, the rise in, in in liberal, and I think that you take a look at the music and people start, you know, opening up and talking about things that were not necessarily discussed in the 50s and the 60s. And she has some music that I think that spoke beautifully to women. Uh, even starting off at her young age, uh, she had songs that I think that the average I wouldn't say average, but I'd say a lot of teenage girls uh, through their 20s could relate to. Um, same way with Shaka Khan, you think about the influence of Maya Angelou. Um, I think Betty Wright is right up there when it comes to uh, speaking for women and, and making songs that a woman can think to. So that's for Betty Wright.
4: Yeah. That's great, Brittany. Uh, I was gonna chime in, Piper because I grew, I grew up on her, so mm-hmm. I, she's on my playlist now. So yes, she's very influential. Um, Cleaning Up Woman mm-hmm. and Tonight's the Night. So yeah, so yeah, so I definitely, I, like I said, I, I I lived the experience um, of Betty Wright because like I said, I was there in the 70s and, and she's on my playlist now, well, you know, so I have a variety of playlists and two of her in tour for songs are on my playlist. That's awesome. She's absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, but unfortunately, he she wasn't the only person that passed. We also lost Andre Harrell, who did so much for the for the um, like the New Jack Swing era, as well as R and B in the '90s, as well as shoot even TV production. He did New York Undercover. Wow. Um, yeah, he was all over the place. I believe he was about to start his own show about Uptown Records with, I think, BET. Yeah, BET later this year that was supposed to come out, or at least um, start production or something later on this year. So he, like, kind of found um, Mary J. Blige and Jodeci um, and I'll Be Sure and all of those guys back in the 90s, as well as Guy. So he had all of them on Uptown Records, and he came up with – with Puff Daddy, uh, P. Diddy, and then when P. Diddy left, or when P. Diddy got fired, that's when he started Bad Boy Records, and they were still cool, and they still help each other out a lot, and even to this day, they're all still cool. Even Russell Simmons and him are still cool, but yeah, that was just another huge loss for the music industry, for the Black community, too. He did a lot for us.
0: He was a pioneer, for sure.
2: For sure.
1: Yeah, that's... That's my generation. I mean, I'm not his age, but I'm a little younger than him. I'm the hip hop generation, you know, and uh, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah, thank you for that. I remember dancing when he was a rapper, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And I remember they were the first MCs to wear suits and talk about business and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So um, oh, wow!
2: Yeah. All the yeah. Afterwards,
1: you know, mentoring and staying in the business and helping puff and all that. So that's that's such a great loss. He's so young. You I know. know.
2: he had heart issues.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're sending to to their families. You know, send them. We send them like lots of love. That's a lot. You know, to have mm-hmm. you know deal with that. Yeah. Um, so we also lost one of our greats you know um little richard i mean this little richard is like i mean he's the quintessential pop star right like he was one of the first pop stars he you know um catapulted you know, the Black persona or the Black image, they call it crossover. But I would say he crossed further than over because not only did he cross over, like, the racial lines at a time when, you know, deep segregation was going on, but he also crossed through generations, you know, and um, there's a film that's made about his life, um that leon was in that's it's supposed to be serious but it's actually hilarious um and just his personality is so huge and i love how you know we're always taught as black people to um be humble and and you know be meek and be you know quiet and just let your work speak for you but He was, like, the opposite of that. Like, he he constantly was letting people know, you know, about his innovation, about his contributions, about what he did. And I think people used to criticize him. But in hindsight, as I get older, I see that he had to do that. Because if he he,
2: um,
1: name it, right? I mean, because he he was from that era. I mean, I shouldn't even say that era. But he's from, you know, where really they took – Uh, white artists and then gave them black songs and then those white artists would you know make you know millions and make their huge careers and the black artists would just be you know laid to the wayside somewhere so uh, I wanted to play an interview just I mean folks know Little Richard but I had to give him some sound time because of his big personality you know he would want to say something right You know, he always got to say something. So I figure let him say something. Just for the listeners, the clip is a little long. It's a little bit, it's about a minute. Um, This is a a little bit over a minute, but um, this is a Dick Clark show. And this is uh, Little Richard.
6: Why is it, Richard, after 26 years in the business, you're as big, if not bigger than ever. What's the secret of success? I think it's because I've been really doing it. You know, the, the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I've been free. You've been an honest man. I've bit. been an honest man. Been broke, but honest. <laughs> Do a little name-dropping. You headlined the show when the Beatles and the Stones were little boys and knickers. That's right. I met the Rolling Stones in the back of a truck. Okay. Mick Jagger in the truck, singing his stuff away. I met the Beatles in Liverpool with Brian Epstein. He brought me there. His record shop did. That's unbelievable. You're. Uh, does it bother you when somebody says you're a rock and roll legend? I even said that in the introduction. It makes me feel good to know that I've been a part of something that is growing and won't stop. I've got, got a living root to it that has been planted and can't nobody take it out and it's down there. <laughs> when did you start? How young were you? Ten years old. Do you think it, it makes a lot of difference to start when you're young being a musician? I think so, because I hadn't stopped plucking in. I don't think I'd be plucking now, because I would have been with the rest of the fellas. Everybody just start plucking and start doing something else. Are you the only musical member of your family? I'm the only one. All the rest of my brothers holler, but I sing. Did you ever work with Stevie Wonder anywhere along the line? Yes, I worked with Stevie years ago. Uh, Dick uh, played uh, Washington, D.C. with him when he was real, real young. And I was all the only time I've been nervous in the business, because I had to go on behind Stevie Wonder. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, he's he's one of the
1: greatest. So, there he was, you know, being uh, gracious, right? <laughs> uh, talking about, you know, um, his experiences. And I think, you know, we look at somebody like a little Richard, and we see, you know, uh, he's a character or, you know, just this larger than life person, but underneath all of that you know there was a lot of pain a lot of disappointment um a lot of a lot of um trauma you know that uh that as that black artists you know had to go through you know especially during those times and so i think you know i just want to honor all of his contributions his ingenuity his um everything that he brought you know, through rock and roll to pop to hip hop to R and B to, you know, just being a pop star um, and just the, his flamboyance, his over the top energy, um, his charisma, and you know, just his his outfits, his hair, <laughs> and 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 him showing us that you know, and telling us that you know, black people have to you know scratch and and. You know, and, and and be the ones to put ourselves out there because people aren't gonna do it, you know, for us. I think um he's worked with so many people, he's rocked so many stages, like his his legacy is so rich. But um yeah, we lost we lost little Richard this weekend and um just wanna honor his life, you know, Ashay. Ashe. So thank you. I don't know if anyone else had anything to add or.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, yes. I'm very familiar with Little Richard because I studied, you know, music, and of course he's a little before my time. But I, but I had his music, and so because I studied all the greats up until my time, because I was interested in the roots of music and how we got here. You know, just you know, we all study Motown, but I studied everything. You know, so and so and Little Richard definitely was a founder. Was a you know he's beyond uh, the words of of how instrumental his his music was and, and the barriers that he broke and you and you are absolutely right he lived in a time where he did not get the credit he deserved they were like you said they were stealing and taking you know because they had a because the because the you know the you know the uh, white artists had a bigger platform they owned everything so you know they could hear they could hear a little Richard record you know on some little small uh radio station somewhere and then they could take it and put it on a uh, you know on a major platform and you know so and take credit for it so yeah he's definitely you know instrumental in that and he's definitely without his style a lot of even his style when you look at his style his way he his stage performances and his persona you you can see the many white artists that you know you know actually took that so like I said you know it's it's no question they were taking because I mean if you look at white artists before they had before their exposure to black artists you'll see that what they were doing was totally different from and when they started doing things that em, em, emulating what, what what the black artist was doing, you know you were, you were wondering where it, where was it coming from like Elvis Elvis admitted it That's he studied the black artist, so I'm just saying, so yes, yeah, no question before they saw black artists heard black artists, they were kind of just standing on stage singing, you know, moving their little heads, but they weren't doing anything else beyond that, you know, and then all of a sudden. They come out and they're doing something different, they're, you know, and, they're, and they're, they're moving and they're shaking and all that came from, like I said, the black artists at that time, even the ones that, you know, got very little, you know, recognition, you know, they, it's almost like having a local talent, you know, you, you know, they big somewhere and you, you can you get a chance to see them or, you know, and then, but nobody else really knows about them unless you're from that local venue. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that led up to, to little Richard, but yeah, but he was one of the few doing a real hard time of, 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 of racism to, to, you know, to accomplish what he's accomplished.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, whew, he died, he lived a long life. Cause he was, yeah.
4: uh, I said the same thing the other day. He, he lived a long
1: life. <laughs> he lived a long life. So that, you know, uh, but yeah, thank you, little Richard. Thank you, Betty Wright. Thank you, Andre Harrell. Um, we appreciate all your contributions. Um, thank you so much, and thank you, thank you, Brittany and and Deja, for bringing us their their histories. You know to share with us. You know what you researched. So we appreciate
0: that. No doubt. Of course, thanks, guys. So I think
1: now I wanna I wanna get into your story. Um, I want folks to um to to hear this. This is like such a phenomenal story um and basically it's how it's 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 a it's a it's a trans i'm going to call it a transformation story and it's a it's a story of resilience and it's a story of hope and so um you know dante you are here with us we hear a lot of horror stories especially here in Detroit, about people's experience with coronavirus, the Rona, you are here with us, and we're glad you're here with us on this side. Um, Could you tell us, we heard a little bit before that there's a song, but could you just tell us a little bit about um, like how this song even came into being? Because we have the it's it if folks are listening right now and you're listening and you can multitask, um, we want you to go to coronavirussong.com, coronavirussong.com, and um, check all the links out. And as you're doing that and going through everything, uh, I want to hear from you, Dante. Like, tell us how this how this song came into being.
5: Okay. So it all started when I began to experience some of the symptoms of the coronavirus. And honestly, I was experiencing those symptoms about three days before it became bad enough where I felt like I needed to go to the hospital. Now, mind you, I, I, am, not very, I am not really the person to go to doctors or to go to hospitals. I believe in a lot of natural um, treatments. But I woke up one morning, and I was experiencing extreme shortness of breath, something that I had been experiencing the days before. But this time, it was intense, and it was constant. So I decided to go to the emergency room of a hospital. And I went there. And as, as to be expected, I had to wait a little bit before I was seen. Um, and then I was examined uh, to some degree. And then basically, of course, I was there to be tested to to find out whether or not I have this or not so that I can make sure to take the proper precautions, especially as far as preventing my family from being infected as well. Uh, But I was later told that I did not qualify for the test. And I was also told something along the line of we have people upstairs who have the virus their symptoms are 10 times worse than what you have. Um, And those are the type of people that qualify for the test. So basically the impression that I got, first of all, uh, apart from the frustration and disappointment of having to leave the hospital with no diagnosis, not being tested, no prescription and also no real answers, I also walked away with the impression that unless you're really to the point where you are dying or showing symptoms, that are extremely, extremely severe, which I felt my symptoms were severe, then you don't qualify for a test. And so I had to come back home and tell my family that, of course, they were curious to know, what happened, what did the doctor say? And I had no answer to give them uh, then than when I left.
1: Wow. And just so folks know, you're, you're black?
5: I'm African-American. I'm 39 years old.
1: Okay. And, and I'm asking that question because um, I have other relatives that are black men and friends that are black men who have told me that they got now, and where you're in Seattle
5: Sorry, we're in the San Diego area.
1: In San Diego, sorry, you're in San Diego. Okay, we're in Detroit, and I have some other I have other friends that told me the same thing. Um that are in New York City and also um some other friends told me the a similar thing in there in Chicago. And the reason that I'm naming that, oh, and I had a I had another friend told me the same thing in, in um in Texas. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because all these people that told me the same exact thing that you just told us, they're all black men. And I'm wondering, did you, is that what you were feeling when you were there, that that had something to do with what they were telling you?
5: You know, it happened so fast and I wasn't feeling well at the time. I mean, I think it, it, I, I may have felt a combination of that as well as just the feeling that the hospital itself just wasn't even prepared, possibly that they didn't even have, have a test at all to give. But what's crazy, as you mentioned, the, case, the many cases that you mentioned, In the media, there were, right there in Detroit, there was a 63-year-old healthcare worker who passed away, sadly. She had been denied the test three times. Mm -hmm. And then there was 25-year-old, the college student, uh, Basie Ofium, right? Same thing. He had been denied the test multiple times before he died fighting the virus. And in New York, as you mentioned as well, there was 30-year-old Rana Zoe mungan who the same thing, three times she was denied the test. So remember to be denied the test, you would have to have, go to. you have to go to the hospital, present your symptoms, be examined and get denied and then leave the hospital, come back, do that again and get denied and then do that, leave again, come back and be denied for your third time. And then after that, you die from the virus that they refused mm-hmm. to give you a test for. So fortunately our story, wasn't you know we had a happy ending, but I think this inspired my dad to write a song about this because we just knew that not every family was as fortunate as we were.
1: Right. So, Irvin, um, did you know anything about your son being tested?
4: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. We. Yeah. We. Yes. We live in this. We live in the same area. So. Oh. Yeah. I would know. So there, No. I was very aware. He communicated with me. I was with him. I saw him. I talked to him. I was encouraging him to go to the hospital a day or two before he went, but mm-hmm. he wanted to wait it out. We're both into you know healthy you know herbs and stuff and eating, so you know we take good care of ourselves. So he was trying to do a few herbal things to see you know you know if in a day or so, but in a, in a, mm-hmm. and like I said, in a day or two, you know it got worse, and before I knew it, you know uh, by the time I woke up that day, he had already left early that morning because he woke up early and and you know you know I found out later from you know but he, he had woke up early and couldn't breathe at all, and had, had, it, had it escalated, the, you know, the symptoms. And so, you know, he, so now at this point, and I know if he's drove off that early, I already know without even speaking with him that he's scared, you know, some, you know because, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, because he's never, like I said, he, we don't have underlying conditions. So if I woke up tomorrow and I couldn't breathe, I'm scared and more than concerned, because I, that's, that would be the first time it ever happened to me. I've never had anything with that where I couldn't breathe and he neither has he. So, you know, so when you have that, so, you know, and then, you know, from, you know, from the media, the media's already already, you know, exposed what the symptoms are, you know, you know, and as they continue to do today. So at that point, that was a symptom. And that, and actually, that was exposed as one of the major symptoms. If you can't, wait, think about it. I mean, of all the symptoms that they had, when you get to the one where you can't breathe. I mean, that's the that's more of your life and death symptom right there. I can't breathe. Right. I'm having problems <laughs> breathing. I'm gasping. You know, yep. and and I can't stop or control it. So you know, and like I said, you know, and then you go to the doctor, who always diagnose you, always give you a test, always ready to give you more tests than you need, always ready to make a diagnosis, even if it's wrong. They now go, oh, you know, we, 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 you know, you, you sick, but you know, I know you can't breathe, but you, but, but you need to be at another level before we can, you know, you know, we got people upstairs in in the beds, you know, maybe someone on a ventilator. You need to be close to that before we can, you know, diagnose you. It, It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it does. When you're black, it makes a lot of sense when you're black.
1: And your response is this song that you've created.
4: Right right, well, my first response was prayer, because after that I mean they sent him back home. I prayed. I mean, my song does reflect that, but I started praying because now it was out of our hands we went to the we went to the source that they supposed they had we, we, we supposed they had a different outcome from and 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 so I started praying because that's it I mean, he was still sick, he was still sick for a week or so after that, you know, so you know, and so we're just praying and hoping that he don't go to bed one night and don't wake up mm. Yeah. So at that point, once it somewhere in there, he started getting a little bit better. And so right now I'm just tuned into that. It's not until he finally gets to a point where, OK, whatever it was, he, you know, he, he's young. So maybe, you know, so so he's recovering now. So at that point, then I then I reflect the other frustration of wanting to do something about it. But as a parent, before I way before I get to that point, I'm concerned with him and his and his health. And, and how this, and, and and scared that it may be an outcome that I've already heard happen numerous times already on on you know on a, on on the uh, news media. So so, but once we get past that, now you're a different kind of mad. Now you're so mad you want to do something about it, and then you want to talk to people, even those who already experienced it and those who you know have been. And then I want to speak to some of those that's taking it kind of lightly.
1: Right. Well, you know what. Um... This song is at. It's called Corona. Well, the the website is coronavirus song, right? dot com. That's where you go and you can get all the links and the streaming and all the social media. But I want to play a little bit of it. Um, I'm gonna play like I'm, I'm gonna play a couple clips, but I'm gonna play this first little bit of it. Um, That is basically like the beginning of the song.
3: Just the other day I was trying my best to keep six feet away I could see the fear that was in the eyes From the people in mass who were passing by I'm washing my hands every night and day. Can somebody tell me I'm going to be okay? I'm down on my knees. That's all I can say. What time is it now? It's time to break.
1: So I'm gonna, I uh, stopped it there for a second. I have a couple other clips I'll play, but that's really powerful lyrics right there. Um, I wanted to see if Brittany or Deja have any reaction to it as a listener.
2: I like the message a lot. And like you touched on, Piper, I'm glad that they made the message when we needed it during this time. Yeah, there's a lot of like jokey songs out there, like Big Gretch. I think that song is fun. But we also need the serious songs that reflect what truthfully is happening. Everyone can't enjoy what can enjoy the situation right now, so I'm just thankful for your con- for your contribution. But I'm sorry that you guys had to make it in the first place. Hmm. I um, don't. Yeah. I I, yeah.
0: I agree with with Deja. I think it's it's a it's a beautiful uh, way to document your experience and and at the same time heal from it. Um. I think it's something that you're you guys will be able to share uh forever. I think it's a you know time timeless work, and so for your family and, you know, for the world that, you know, you guys experience something of that nature, you know, especially when, you know, we talk about uh, how this is going to be written in the history books, especially with the, with the black tone. Uh, I'm very thankful for it. So I I appreciate you guys for sharing it with us in the world. And
1: I like the video is a a little just for with, with folks go, um, To their website, you could get, you know, all of the links. I'm watching it on YouTube right now. And um, the artist is the undiscovered artist and it's called the coronavirus song or the Rona song by the undiscovered Artist. and um, I think, you know, let's share this as much as possible. Um, The graphics are really simple. Um, you write the words, it kind of reminds me of one of those educational videos to help get the point across. I think this is really done, you know, very well. And thank you for this. Um, could you speak to, um, making like, you know, the decisions around making the video?
5: I can speak to that a little bit because I helped, I, I helped with the video, but really it was just like you said, it was about, um, I mean, the song essentially is a, is supposed to be a voice that people can resonate with to take this virus seriously and to also understand that they're not the only ones feeling the way they feel. So all of us are feeling the frustration. All of us are feeling that this is the new norm. All of us are feeling as well the disappointment that we see when we're watching the news and we keep hearing that African-Americans are disproportionately affected. And that many of them are not even able to get tests. So when we were doing the video, we wanted it to be simple. We wanted people. We wanted to make sure other people understood the lyrics because this is a very lyrics-driven song. Um, and then we wanted to give people a visual that they could that they could resonate with, and they could really deepen the meaning of the song for them. Yeah.
1: Thanks for that. I mean. I- i really love the color it's so simple it's like purple and white and i think purple is like a kind of color of now right now um you know i think something that uh really pops out is the color and the animation and it even though it's a very serious message like the video itself makes it feel a bit more fun and i think it is good because younger people, children as well, or even people who either don't read well or aren't able to read, you know, have uh, maybe some slight visual impairments and things could also resonate with this uh, with this video. So I'm, I'm not sure if that was also what you were going for. That
5: was part of it, that was part of it. Uh, it was honestly, it was really just about creating a simple video And and something that wouldn't distract people from the message of the song Mm. feel like the most important. And that's even why, like my dad has named himself the undiscovered artist instead of using his name because we're really trying to put the emphasis on the message of the song and empowering people with what the song is saying.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep saying the website is coronavirus song dot com. That's where you can see the song, get all the links, the social media, and check it out. Um, you can go to YouTube. Too. That's where I'm looking at it from. So how is how is your health now? You know, so uh, fortunately, at this moment.
5: Fortunately, after a few days, I began to feel normal again. So I it's sometimes uh, in other interviews, I've been asked. Um, did I have the virus? That, that, that's just it. I don't know. I don't have a clue if I actually had the virus or not. But I do Understood. know that I no longer feel that constant shortness of breath. And so we're very blessed for that. And we feel very grateful to to God for that. Um, but that's not how the story ends for so many families out there. Mm. And um, I think this song kind of speaks to them. And it also speaks to the families where this may happen to in the future that it hasn't happened to yet. So it's, it's really about taking the virus serious and um, understanding that, yeah, it's OK to be frustrated and disappointed and not pleased about what what's going on. But it's still a serious matter. And there are preventative measures that we can take to at least protect ourselves.
1: Hmm. I want to play a little bit more of the song. Um... And just you know so folks can get a little a couple more lyrics um so i'm about I'm about halfway in the middle, and I think this is like the i think this might be the second verse
3: God, 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 i'm not feeling well. He took my picture and said you contest. Can you give me a test? He said you don't qualify. He wrote a prescription and sent me home to die.
1: So that's a lot of people's story, huh? I have a uh uh a, a good friend of mine. He um he was in a hospital. And he was in a hospital, I want to say a week, um, literally fighting for his life. He had gone to the, we have a drive-through testing center that is in Detroit that, is, uh, that was set up, if I'm not mistaken, by the mayor. And um, it's at the edge of the city that borders one of our um, suburbs, Royal Oak. And so it's at the state fairground, and so he he went there just on a whim. He wasn't feeling too good, and it's a it's an open. Folks that are not from Detroit, it's a, it's a state fairground, so it's an open space. You just drive up, and uh, they have the drive-through test there. So he went, and he said immediately they took him from the drive-through testing and put him in um his in their in uh, I guess they they t- took him right away and then. T- the hospital from there and he said he was in the hospital a week and he says just like you but he said he couldn't breathe at all and he said he just he he said he thought he was dying and his son passed away um some years ago his son was murdered some years ago and he said that in the hospital in the dream he was talking to his son and his son told him to like go back and I'm like wow that's like really really far um and, and, I, and I have another friend who had a very similar experience. He wasn't going well. He went to the same testing center. And he quarantined himself in the basement. And uh, his wife had to help take care of him. And he, he said it was the worst thing ever. And he said he made it through. So I'm wondering, um, you know, can you talk to folks? Because you made it through. Can you talk to folks about what you did and 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 maybe share some of those, those healing remedies or at least what worked for you?
5: Yes, I mean, absolutely. So quarantining is probably the most important thing just so that you can protect those around you. Um, secondly, when it comes to protecting your own immune system or, or building up your own immune system. As I heard a, on CNN, I heard a doctor on CNN once say that your best weapon against this virus is your lifestyle. And as my dad mentioned earlier in the interview, both of us are very, very health conscious. We believe in eating organic food and avoiding processed foods. and We also believe in taking a lot of herbal supplements. Um, so that's what I did. I, I continued to do that. I doubled up on my vitamin C. I was taking things like elderberry. Uh, I was taking things like silver colloidal. Um, I continue to eat organic fruits and vegetables as well as meats. And, uh, I do believe that that contributed to me recovering very fast. And so that would be my encouragement to other people as well, is just to have a lifestyle that, um, that naturally protects you and just keeps you strong. I mean, the same way you would want to keep yourself strong to fight off a cold or to fight off the flu, those would be the same steps that I would recommend taking to fight off this virus. But I mean, this, as we know, this virus is a lot more contagious than, than we all realized initially. So it does require as well, uh, following the, the mandates of social distancing, um, only leaving the house for essential reasons, as well as I do recommend wearing a mask at all times.
4: Thank so, you.
5: Uh, your hands. Say
4: that again. And washing your hands cause when I'm out when I'm out, I wash my hands consistently. I have my 70% alcohol sanitizer and I'm spraying and wiping surfaces and washing my hands. And and, and to me, that's it. I mean that's we have a protocol, it ain't perfect, but it's but it but it, it does add some percentage of safety. So when you don't use that simplified protocol of, of like you said, of, of wearing a mask, keeping a distance and washing your hands and sanitizing. Just that, I mean, just that simple. They've already proven that this, you know, the virus can live on surfaces, you know, you know, outside the body. And so, you know, just a matter of you touching something, you know, that somebody else has touched, you know, even though they moved on. So, you know, they gave an example in the news about a party. You know, people had a, they had a party. You in know, Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago, you know, and, and, and they said, you know, they the family, they called it a family and friends party. I guess they were I guess they considered that was some sort of exceptions, exceptions, I mean, you know. And so and that made and that made CNN. And they had the diagram of all how it went down, you know. So they had this family and friend party thinking they were minimizing their risk, you know, and when it was over, you know, when they all got back home, they started getting infected. So you know they've narrowed it down to one person at, at one point, but they're not you know they're not done. But it doesn't matter the one person you know it turns into two when you get it, and then everybody you come in contact with that's who you're spreading it to. And then so for every one person, this thing can start to spread because once you infect at least one person that you know, they go on to infect the people that they know, and it can it's a it's a continuous chain. So that's what and we're not even and that's a lot of us not even taking that protocols seriously and you see them on tv now fighting they don't want to wear the mask they don't want to keep they don't want to you know they don't want to do the distancing you know they 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 they, they don't narrow this thing down to we we want our freedom we don't want you telling us what to do
1: so with that um your habits uh, kids. i don't know what what it's like where you are but here we have um i'm going to call it a mile stay at home order. I mean, pretty, a lot of things are closed, but a lot of, um, essential workers are going to work. A lot of, uh, businesses have tried to get themselves, um, certified as essential so that they could, um, stay open. And, uh, hopefully, I mean, me personally, I haven't left my house in like almost 10 weeks, but, um, I've, you know, I speak to people all the time who have to go and do different things. And I'm wondering what what your habits are like. Do you have people going to the grocery store for you or are you able to go to the grocery store? Like how often, you know, do you leave your home or are you, you know, do you have to work outside your home or anything like that?
4: Yeah, well, we go out. I mean, yes. We're you know our situation is similar to yours. I mean, we had a lockdown, lockdown, but 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 we're we're in they're in the process of reopening now, and you know, and so and but we're still with you know protocols. You know, they want you to keep, but other than that, you know, you know, but no, we do go out. You know, um, you know, um, we don't have to go to a job. No, you know, um, we you know, but um, we go out once a week. You know, you know, maybe once every other week. You know, to get food and other essentials and that kind of thing. But we do. other than that, we kind of stay close together, you know, and, and, and we try to do it where if one person, we, instead of all of us going out, we try to do it where one person goes out and then they get this stuff for everybody. You know, and sometimes it doesn't work out and, we, and sometimes another person has to go. But I'm just saying we, we, we go out for those purposes only and that's it. We go out for those kind of reasons. And, may, and in some cases, we go out to assist others, you know, who need help, who can't get food and that kind of thing, you know, and, can't, and can't, can't do for themselves. But those are mainly the reasons that, that, that we feel, are, you know, are essential enough to go out. And then after that, we I'm like you, we, st- we stay in. I mean, so yeah, I mean, so we basically, uh, short of that, I'm not going to, you know, any other events, no parks, no, you know, no restaurants. No, you, I mean, whatever opens, I'm not going. So, you know, I'm, I'm basically going to get my own, you know, supplies, and bring them back, you know, and take my chances with me cooking my own food, you know, and also spending most of my time, you know, you know, quarantined. So that's, that's where as a family unit, that's where we are right now.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I want to play a little bit more of the song. This will be my last clip that I'll play. Um, go to coronavirussong.com, com. You could, see all of the social media all the assets um but you could check it out on youtube the undiscovered artist and uh it's called the coronavirus song or the rona song so let me play this uh this last clip
3: When I hear the news about another death It makes me wonder just how much time I got left And every time I cough, I don't know what to do I keep asking myself, Rona, is that you?
1: So, I wanted to just play that because, I don't know, I wanted to ask... um, Brittany or uh, Deja, I'm gonna be honest with you, like I haven't left the house. But even you know the people that that are in my home, if somebody coughs, I start panicking. <laughs> uh, have you guys had that experience? I don't know, Brittany. Have you had that because you go out more than than we do? Uh, no,
0: I'm. Um... Like, um, I I, I look at the Riverwalk as my backyard, even though I do come out, um, I do come in contact with people, but even still, it's, you know, it's, I don't have that experience to each his own.
2: Yeah, same. You don't have
0: that? <laughs> no. No. Oh, uh, that's I mean... The- yeah, the way I look at it is there. There are people who are, you know, you have to be careful. Every all the points that have been made throughout this podcast have been amazing, you know. And my field is an essential field, and, and you know, part of what like today I had to go into the office, and you know, we have guys front, you know, our our, our mechanics are frontline workers. And part of what I do is have to have to keep these guys working, so you know, they're essential. Um, because I'm working, I'm pretty much essential. You know, so I, I, you know, I follow I follow the the guidelines, and I pray, I meditate, and that's about it. So,
1: if somebody coughs, you don't start panicking. No. Oh, okay. You know
5: what? I think it depends on how somebody coughs. Remember that bus driver, I believe, <laughs> who made yeah. that video when someone coughed on his bus. Yeah. His complaint was not that she was coughing. His complaint that she was that she was coughing without. Uh, covering her mouth mm. um, and, and that same bus driver i believe two to three weeks later he unfortunately died from the virus yeah
3: So
5: yeah i think it's normal to cough but i mean you know the suggestion is to cough into your elbow or if you're wearing a mask you can cough into the mask but yeah there there are people out there who are um just ignoring all of that and just spreading germs without thinking about the people around them and yeah, those are the people that kind of spark a little bit of fear or a little bit of um anger when you see them doing that because obviously they're not taking it very seriously.
1: Yeah. Right. Now, what yeah. about you what about you fellas? Uh because you got because you have to go to the grocery store and I guess run your errands when you're out uh and you hear someone cough or something, do you get a little jittery?
4: Right. Well, yeah, absolutely I do. And so I know you know, I know that you know that when they cough, you know, you know, um, it don't necessarily have to mean that. But do I think that? Do I feel that? Absolutely. Do I start moving in a different direction? Absolutely.
5: And it doesn't even have to be a cough. It could be a sneeze, or it could just be a person who's not coughing or sneezing, but they just get a little bit close to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like you just feel that. You know, you feel it's like that that internal alignment that kind of goes off that tells you to back up or keep your distance mm-hmm. or do whatever you can because it it doesn't take I mean as we've learned it doesn't take long for a person to be infected um and they're saying that some people can be infected within just a few seconds mm. and yeah I mean and then you and again it's not just about you getting infected it's about you potentially getting infected I I and notice. also infecting the other people that you love yeah. but-
1: wow okay so no, this song is just available. Like you guys aren't selling it,
5: right? It like is, it is for sale, but it can be streamed for free on all major platforms. It can be streamed on Spotify. Yeah, not, yeah, but we're not selling it. You know, it's on
4: the digital platforms.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Now is um now is any revenues coming from the song?
4: We haven't even checked. Um, you know, this is my, this is my, my first time, you know, really kind of doing something like this on this level anyway. Mm-hmm. So I put some things out in the past before, but I mean, you know, but so my thing is, you know, I, 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 we like to see it be, you know, it's one of those things where you like to see some big success, but you know, who doesn't, who doesn't wish that when you do something like this, but at the same time, we're not major artists. So you know, I mean, we just you know wrote a good song, and I and and it has inspired me to write some songs, some more social songs coming up. But um, but I'm just saying so, and I like to see something happening. But right now, that's not a real issue because there's no really, it's not really defined for me. Nobody knows who I am. I'm just being introduced. I don't have no following. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I you know nobody knows. I just dropped a song. It, it, you know, you know. So I'm just saying. So yeah. So right now, we're just we're just enjoying you know, getting this this particular song out to the people and, uh, and you know, and the interviews and support to go along with it. But like I said, you know, as a whole, as a powerful as social media is, they don't, they don't know who I am. And so. Yeah.
1: So when Beyonce and Jay-Z hear the song, uh, let's, 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 let's put it out there that they're going to, you know, pass it on and it's going to go viral. So that, so that you get some uh, revenue, and so other people could, um, like you said, take it a little bit more seriously. I'm gonna put that out in the universe for you. Yeah,
5: that's, that's our goal to, I mean, first of all, the song is being extremely well-received. We're, we're uh, very uh, grateful to you to, to be able to come on your platform and talk about the song, and we've been on many other programs talking about the song, and it is growing in popularity, and, if it does generate revenue, we definitely plan to donate a portion of it to other families that are affected by COVID-19. Uh, but aside from that, our goal is really just to push the message out there.
1: Yeah. And it's a great message. It's a great song. It's a great video. Coronavirus um, Coronavirussong.com. Coronavirussong.com. So you spoke a teeny bit about... Um, that you've been writing some other songs, and is this platform the coronavirus song a platform where folks can find you, or you want to use that one for now?
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The un- yes. I, the, the platform I've been using is the UndiscoveredArtist.com. and my label is the label that we're launching is called Music You Can Feel. So and yes, so because like I said, like I said. It's because of this virus that, and me being quarantined and with my family and my son and all of us together. And and what happened is what you know I you know I've heard people on TV saying they have to reinvent themselves because the world is changing. And I've always done music, you know, but because of this situation, you know, I'm looking at a, a different, you know. I mean, I, I'm sitting there going, you know, it's opportunity to, you know, you know, reinvent myself. My son, you know, with, with my son really is the, you know, was the one that really encouraged me to. to follow through. I was going, I was writing a song, but I was going to look for somebody else to sing it. I really wasn't trying to sing the song, but COVID-19, you know, you know, eliminated that option. And so, and my son said, you're going to have to sing it too. And, you know, I had to process that for a minute, but once I did, you know, and so now here I am, I can stay quarantined and I can do more music, you know, without really having anybody else involved. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a few more uh, a little EP maybe of of social songs, and you know, and to see what you know, to see if I can reach people on different subjects. No,
1: well, I think I think you did a great job singing the song myself. Um, I like the little like the electronic voice. Um, I think actually that's actually
4: me. Really cool. that's, that's, that's actually me, not an electronic voice.
1: Oh, that's actually you. It sounds like a it sounds it has like a what is that thing called a bow quarter type of sound or something to it.
4: You mean the one with the scream?
1: Well, just like the rapping part, it sounds kind of digital. Oh,
4: right. Yeah, well, uh, well, you're right. No, I do have, a, I know, I do have, no, my son, you t- no, let me know what was going on. So I did, I did put auto-tune on my voice.
2: Okay,
1: okay, yeah. I was like, but I like it. It has a cool, you know, kind of digitized sound to it. Like, it sounds like... You sound like a robot-ish, you know, but not exactly. Like, it's almost like a, it's like a black men theory, you know, almost. <laughs>
4: I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be anything that, 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 that I, I, I this is new to me. I love the, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm a really a private person. I really, My biggest problem is I'm a private person. I don't like recognition. I, re, I would have rather supported somebody else singing it. And, you know and I just did the writing and production, I would feel more comfortable with that. but if I'm I, like I said COVID 19 has changed that you know you know that that situation. so if, and so therefore either I'm a write and sing or nothing's gonna happen. So I, I think it's time for me to for at least for a minute just you know just to sing and write. So that's, that's so I look, I'm looking forward right now to you know, like I said, you know making a few more. but thank you again. Once again, truly thank you for your support and your platform. And, I, and it was my pleasure meeting you. And and like I said, I, and I love your vibe. I like what you're doing. Stay with it. And I like your guests, the support, your, your supporting guests. So like I said, so just keep on doing what you're doing. Because um, we have a way to communicate now that we did. We all have a way to communicate to portions of the world that, could, you know, without, that, we, that we didn't have before because we needed somebody's help to help us or give us a break or give us an opportunity. So I really like this social media platform that allows us to, to, to have an idea, take it to take it all the way through completion and then have somewhere to put it up on. And to, And I like this straight to the people vibe where you don't have to go through execs in companies who tell you you're good, you're no good, you can sing and you can't sing. It's a great idea, it's a bad idea you know, you know, so my thing is, I love it, and so, and once again, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Um. so just a quick question, uh, with the testing now, are you, I'm not aware, and I got to do my research, but are you aware of if, because how long ago was it between when you you know, we're finally able to get your test and now, and then do you know anything about how testing's going now in your area?
5: Well, I can let you know. So my experience was, was about two months ago. It was, do- it was during the month of March. Um, now, to my understanding, a, a little bit has changed, but not a lot because actually those cases that we talked about earlier in the interview, uh, those were recent, those are recent people who were denied multiple times a test and who still died from it. So I think that there has been some progress. um, But I think that because of politics and also just because of our nation and and the the healthcare system not being as prepared as they should have been, I do think that it is still a problem for some people to get tested. And I do think that there is some kind of criteria that you have to to meet before you are given a test.
1: Mm. and that's,
5: yeah. that's unfortunate because a lot of time has passed and, and not much has changed
1: yeah and I had been reading how people were saying that uh, they had to get um a, I guess a prescription from their doctor to get the test
4: is that what yeah. you're as well? Yeah, yeah you're right yeah, yeah, yes you're right now, my thing is I'm just going to add a little bit of what my son said it's a tell of two stories yeah they've made progress yeah there are more tests but when they say progress and they say more tests, we're always confused that that means us too. So mm. that's the issue, you know. It, it, yeah, that's more than it was a month ago. But you know, it's, it, we still it's, it's, like I said, that that doesn't. When they say when they, when they when they say help, that don't mean we keep thinking they're talking to us. So you know, it, it's still a lot to be done because it has to. By the time it trickle down to us, I, you know, and they have an oversaturation of things, then it then it changes. But I'm just saying. We are still, you know, we're not high on the priority. We're not high on the, you know, on the totem pole, you know, you know, it's so, and, and, and I still hear that. I mean, like my son said, those stories he read, you, are, they did, they're recent stories. I mean, and so, and, and then you were looking at it and going, well, I thought they had tests. They do. I mean, look at it. You know, you know, Trump can get a test every day. That's, you know, he's taking one every day. So, you know, and you and I can come in on, on any given evening and, randomly be sent back home because, you know, because they, you gotta remember this, they still at the hospital, I heard this the other day, and I heard a doctor say this. She said one of the biggest problems she was having right now was deciding who gets treated and who doesn't. Mm. Now, I don't know if she meant to say it that way, but they're, st- they're still making that decision when you come in. Before Corona, vir- vir- I'm sorry, before the coronavirus you could come, as soon as you came in the door, they be giving you tests. They be giving you tests you don't need because that's how they make their money. So this test, this coming in and not getting diagnosed and not getting a test, all started with coronavirus. Of course, it's new and they didn't particularly have the test, But now they still don't have as many tests as they claim they have. You know, and and I heard and I've heard this several times on CNN. They don't have the amount of t- tests that they need. They don't have a kind of test that they can check you right now. Let's just say you've got a little light symptom and you just want to see if you got it let's just say you've been around somebody that's got it, but then nobody's is, you know but nobody around you is really infected when you go in these hospitals, that's what they do. they interview you and when they interview you that's what it's all about now let me decide based on what I think from your input that you've given me do do I think you need and so you have different people at different hospitals at different days and times of the hours that are making these decisions well after which you know after you know your information. I don't think you need one, you know, and so and that's where we are still. And then again, once again, you know, like I said, of color, you know, black and brown people, you know, we 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 got we got we didn't get the greatest service before coronavirus. Like you can't, you surely can't expect it now that it's here.
1: Hmm. You know, you speak so eloquently. Thank you for that. Um. I think I'm gonna just see if Deja or Brittany. Do you have further thoughts
2: or questions? I don't. I'm really, I've really enjoyed listening to you both, actually.
0: Thank you. And, you know, um, the only other thing that I, that I wanted to ask was um, uh, how San Diego is doing in general, you know, and if you could give us a little insight of the, 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 the normalcy of San Diego, I hear it's beautiful. I've never visited. Um, and then maybe what it's, you know, like for you know, uh, Black life in San Diego, and then maybe what you guys have noticed about the, you know, the city since, you know, coronavirus.
5: Yeah, I can speak to that. San Diego, if for most people that know, don't know, has a population of about 3 to 5% Black. Um, on top of that, to answer your question, yes, I mean, people are being disciplined, for the most part, following uh, the mandates that are being given, that are being given about social distancing and wearing masks. Um, If you walk into a store, it's likely that they're either gonna take your temperature or they're gonna gonna give you some hand sanitizer and some stores are doing both. Um, But at the same time, in San Diego County, just like everywhere else, yes, there absolutely are cases of coronavirus and there absolutely are people who are dying from it. Um, And so it is unfortunate. But yeah, you do see this nationwide that people of color And this includes Latinos and even Asians and Indians uh, are disproportionately being affected by this. And I don't think this is necessarily a new issue because there have been health disparities all along in minority communities. But this virus pandemic is putting the spotlight on all of this. And even the president himself, as well as his administration, uh, have admitted that that this needs to be addressed.
2: Thank you.
1: Wow, thank you for You're that. Welcome. I don't know if you both, Irvin or Dante have anything more that we did not ask you that you'd like to add?
5: I don't think so. We just wanna encourage people to to support the song if you can um, and, and pay attention to the lyrics, share it with as many people as you can share it on your social media accounts as you've mentioned many times before the website where you can listen to the song is coronaviruson.com and again the song can be streamed for free on on platforms like Spotify and iTunes it is also available on YouTube and also SoundCloud SoundCloud is a big platform where we have our song featured there as well and of course if this does generate revenue for us it, it is for a call, it will be for us so we do plan to donate a portion of it to other families who had to go through what what we're going through. Um, And then, as my dad mentioned, Be On The Lookout, he is working on new music that is very similar to this song, but that addresses other topics that affect urban communities. And these songs are going to just become more and more powerful. I mean, the lyrics, they're very uh, strong with the lyrics and very direct. And um, he's got a whole slew of them coming. So please follow us. At the artist dot com, that would that would be the way to stay in touch. On that note,
1: thank you for that. And I don't know, Mister Urban, did you want to add anything at all?
4: Um, no. Like I said, um, you know, I'm I'm glad to be working with my son. You know, I mean, you know, we got two generations here. You know, working. You know, um, I you know, um, I have my background as IT support, so I'm one of those, you know, older generations that understands the technology of today. So. So, you know, I, that's a plus for me, but, my, but but just working with my son has been a pleasure. And, you know, and, and he connects me to, you know, you know I mean, I'm into music. I'm into all kinds of music. I mean, you, so my playlist is huge. And so, I'm, I mean, i I got little, Rich, little Richard records on my playlist. So I go back from, and what I like about today and time is that you can go back now and hear all genres of music way back, you know, as far as you want to go. So, you know, my thing is, you know, it's a good time to be alive. You know, I mean, you know, and so because, you know, technology is here and and, and all the advancements that go with it, like you said, even the Zoom that opened the door for you to expose yourself, you know, to, to a bigger audience. And maybe you hadn't thought about that until, you know, the coronavirus. So I'm saying so, you know, if it wasn't for this technology that was already in place, we probably would have been like shutting the lights off and we all be sitting in the dark. Mm. So, you know, so like I said, so because of that, we're, I'm talking to you, you're talking to me, and tomorrow you'll be talking to somebody else. Somewhere else in the world, so I'm saying so, and so you know, it's a good thing I think. I mean, sometimes they say it takes those bad situations, you know, to 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 uh birth something good and positive. And I think I think you know we can't control the coronavirus or the outcome or the things that's you know that it's gonna you know you know it's about to happen in the future. But so that's why I say it's important for us to take you know you you know take safety and be careful. You know, but at the same time, you know, we we can use this vehicle you know, you know, in whatever fashion that we can, you know, we, will, we still have to survive. So like I said, so, I, so right now I'm just, I'm just loving it overall. And I'm, you know, I'm scared like everybody else. I mean, I mean, I don't know if everybody's scared, but you know, I'm nervous, I'm scared. I follow the news all the time, different medias, I'm hearing what's happening worldwide. I haven't heard anything yet where I should be resting, where I should be taking comfort in, where I should be like, oh, okay, we're almost, we're almost through this now. You know, I I heard a CNN uh, you know, I'm a journalist the other night, and when he when he was talking, he was selling it like it was. He said he didn't understand how people, you know, how people, you know, w- you know, were you know, were taking like we're recovering. Nothing's changed. Mm. Nothing. Even though we're reopening, we're reopening because of economics,
3: mm-hmm.
4: like we're, and so we're taking a risk because of economics. Mm. So, but like he said, ain't nothing changed. So the virus, and he made it very clear. Y'all think it's ending? I'm telling you, it hasn't begun. And so, because even though we go back to you know getting out there, and I mean, ended here, even though we get back out there for the reasons we have to get back out there, we're going right back out there. The only the only benefit that we had was when we shut down, and we, and that still caused havoc, but it it minimized the havoc. Now we're returning to the scene of the crime, and we're going right back to where things were, you know, where we were, and so therefore we cannot expect a Different outcome if we're in, if we're returning to do the same you know, the same thing they created. So like I said, so I'm a little nervous, but for, for a lot of people, especially ones I meet that don't take this seriously, I, I, I mean, you no, know, some people need a body count, you know, and some people need somebody right close to them if it ain't them, you know, yeah. you know, to wake up as a wake up call. And I'm just hoping that sooner or later, you know, we get enough of those wake up calls where it doesn't take a body count in your house. Or doesn't take somebody in, in your family or, or, or you know or you know or, or household that now you're saying, oh now I believe it because my mama just got it. Mm. You know, you know and then when you get a chance, read about the kids. There's 64 young kids that have this that have, that, are, that are laying on ventilators, young kids, and they're having different symptoms, but mm-hmm. they all have tested positive for coronavirus, but their symptoms are totally different and they're almost, some of them almost comatose. Mm. And So uh, my point is we, this is not a time to relax. We are not, in my last words, whatever you think, we are never going back to the way it was.
1: I'm with you. I keep saying that uh, every show. Well, I want to thank both you, Irvin and Dante Lee for your song. For sharing your story, for being vulnerable, for the effort that you put into it is a great, great, great piece of art for your vision. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for all of that and coming on the show and sharing with us. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna send you lots of healing. I want to send you a lot of healing. Um, I know you're still dealing with some of the uh impact and the symptoms, so I'm going send send some, some air to your lungs, some fresh air to your lungs and your body that your cells regenerate themselves so we, uh, yeah, just one more time give us the 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 two websites
5: so the website coronavirus dot com and um the artist' website um, is the com, And by the way, just to end it on this note, this, what's happened, what we see happening in Black America is the same thing that's happening in the UK, in the Black community there. And mm-hmm. so we actually just did an interview last night uh, in London uh, promoting the song, which is being well-received there. And we have about six other interviews coming up in the UK. So this is a this is a global issue. Uh, this song is universal, and the message that it has is is worldwide. It's something for each and every one of us to take seriously.
1: Well, thank you for that. I want you guys to stay on. I'm gonna end the recording. I'm gonna end here. Um, you've been listening to the Piper Carter podcast. You can uh, listen through all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, and Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere that you can stream sound and music. And also, to remember, on the Detroit is Different network, you want to go to Detroit is Different dot net for the show and you can hear our show as well as a bunch of the other shows that are on the Detroit is different network our social media is Detroit is different on all social media platforms and for the podcast you can go onto our Instagram which is pc podcast pc dot podcast on Instagram that's pc dot podcast on Instagram. um, Or you could go to Piper Carter podcast group on Facebook and check us out. You can reach us every week at Piper at Detroit is com and send us a message. Let us know what you think about the show and give us some show ideas and some feedback. We appreciate your listenership. And we will see you next week.
0: Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.
3: with a pleasant smile after the rain I can't believe I got the nerve to still call me baby and I tried to tell you no it ain't so but I guess no